That's it. We did it. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. I want to take a moment to just say some heinous things about the uh, Tennessee Titans. Sure. Sports Talk Saturday. They are never a fun team to watch. Nope. They're, they play like they're in the 1980s. Their home run forward pass was a joke. That's right. I'm glad that they were one yard short, and their head coach has a punchable face. Oh, super punchable. Throws it downfield, looking for Diggs. Diggs stops, and he makes the catch, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo, Stephon Diggs. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome into another edition That's of Sports one. Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Corey Griswold, we're hanging out with you here. Thanks for hanging out with us. No neat Geary. He's uh, allegedly out at a wedding. Allegedly. What allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, allegedly. Pixar didn't happen. He said he's going to put him out there, but uh, Pixar didn't happen, Geary. Is he? Is he? Is he the one getting married? I don't think so. Okay. So, I mean, like. That'd be a bigger deal. Do you need independent conference? I mean, you guess you need a license. You don't need independent. Picture independent confirmation of a wedding. That's not how this works. There's a judge. You know what? I'm just going to say, sure, Nate. Sure. Sure, Nate. (laughs) Welcome into Sports Talk Saturday. No, Nate. Derek Kramer here. But we do have ourselves a fun time today as, um, hey, Bills, Titans, this one gets started in just uh, a couple days here. Monday Night Football, home opener. How you feeling about that? Gotta love it. And more so, uh, it's the silly Tennessee Titans. There has been, as of late, the last couple of years in particular, where the Titans have become a thorn in the Bills' side. And because of that, the entirety of the fan base has become very annoyed with the team down in Nashville. And if not for the fact that there's already ill will harbored still by plenty of Bills fans, so welcome today to Titans Hate Weekend, uh, and we're going to kick it off proper by me just wanting to say even more heinous things about the Tennessee Titans. That's how we're going to do this today. What do you not like about the Titans? That's going to be the topic of discussion, but there's plenty more to talk about today. Obviously, as Corey mentioned in the update, Sabres Prospect Challenge still going on throughout the weekend. The Sabres play tonight, as a matter of fact, down at Harbor Center. Tickets are 10 bucks, by the way, if you want to go down there and catch the blue and gold prospects that are uh, going to be waiting in the wings down the line for Buffalo. And they also will play on Monday afternoon as well. You can get a double hit of your sports. You can go ahead and get some Sabres prospects uh, at one thirty on a Monday. And then go ahead and go right to the game afterward or go out and watch that Bills game. So that's how we're looking. But now we kick it off. We get We got on this... On the dot, by the way, uh, Greg Thompson of Cover One joining us here as part of a trio of guests this afternoon. Greg Thompson beginning things off with us. Greg, welcome to Titans Hate Week. It it is funny how much I hate the Titans. I I can barely put my finger (laughs) on what it is. They're not a division rival. It's not. I I don't know what it is. I, I dislike them more than so many other teams. 
I'm I like people look at me weird when I say this and I mean it in my heart of hearts. I hate them more than the Patriots. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm, I'm not quite at that level, but I really do dislike them a lot. I look for me. It's just huh, we're going to have a whole segment about that actually later on in, in the second hour. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. <laughs> but. Greg, as much as I want to keep dumping on the Titans and finding reasons why, uh, first off, I have a whole segment for that, so that's later. But more importantly, B, let's get into the intelligent looks about this one. First off, I haven't talked to you since the preseason, and of course the Bills went and uh, decided we'll make it a game, then molly the Rams. So I want to get your thoughts initially on uh, how the Bills looked in Week 1, how scary this team could look throughout the entirety of a season. So it's interesting because obviously, like every other Bills fan, I have that, that weird tingling feeling in the back of your mind when other people are saying good things about our team. Like, that doesn't feel right. Something, what's going to go wrong? That, that doesn't, that's not how this is supposed to work. So when everyone is picking the Bills and so many people have them as the Super Bowl favorite and Josh Allen is the MVP favorite and, you know, people are picking them with the best offense and the best defense and, you're just waiting to find out, like, wow, is it really going to be like that? To then go into the opener where you're on the road, West Coast trip, all the way across the country, you know, defending Super Bowl champions, and to have them come out and put on the performance that they did, which was, I mean, the dominant victory, if not for some sloppy, you know, care on the ball, that easily could have been a, a 45 or 52 to 10 game. And it really kind of I think should have reassured a lot of fans that hey it doesn't mean they're going to go undefeated and win every single game it doesn't mean they're going to blow every single team out but it means a lot of the hype is real it means this team really is that talented it really is the best roster in the NFL and it means the possibilities of what people are talking about are real now they need to go out and do it they have to execute every week and they can't have those ugly slip-up games like they had last year against the Jags or not showing up against the Falcons or things like that. They need to go out and perform and execute, but it shows that that potential and that hype is real. Greg Toms at Cover One joining us on the West Her Hotline. Greg, obviously we get to this one now, and there's a bit of a, uh, I don't want to say a nervous energy, but one that um, it's going to become that if the Bills start slow against a team that, as Corey Griswold mentioned to me off air, Bills fans might want an execution of the Titans in this one, and if it doesn't happen right away, there's going to be a bit of the, of course, Tennessee is hanging in here. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I felt that way the last couple matchups, that the Bills were the better team, they should come in and take care of business, and every time, whether it's weird circumstances with rescheduled games and Tuesday afternoon football or whatever the heck the last, that one two oh, games yeah. ago was, or losing last year with balls bouncing off of Micah Hyde's helmet and Josh Allen slipping in the, in the dirt. And you just weird things that it never felt like they were the better team. It never felt like, Oh, we should have lost that game. And you have games like that. Like there's games where, you know, that Colts game last year, you just walked away saying, all right, they, they just whipped their butt. They deserve to win. It, it never felt that way. So I, I think that's where some of the anxiety comes in is, we've already felt like we were the better team. We've already felt like we were supposed to win. Well, we're the better team and we're supposed to win. Now they need to do it. And I want to see, I, I agree. I, I want to see a convincing 
controlling win. I, I want to see them show that we are the better team. You are not in our class and that we're able to control this game. And that doesn't mean, you know, it has to be 21 points. It has to be, you know, multiple scores, but I, I'd like to see them get out early. And that's really what's going to decide this. Cause if you let them hang around, you still have Derrick Henry. He can control the game. He can break off big runs. He's still capable of doing that. And their defense isn't as deep, but when you have individuals like a Jeffrey Simmons and like a Kevin Byard, they're able to make game impact in play. So all of a sudden you let them hang around. Derrick Henry breaks off one big run. Jeffrey Simmons breaks loose and has a strip sack fumble. All of a sudden you can have a game where you just like this last game where we were controlling everything. And all of a sudden, Hey, how is it 10, 10 at halftime? I, I, I really think they need to go out, play a clean first half and be able to exert some dominance there and then cruise to a comfortable win because they are the better team. Greg, the other part about this, of course, being um, really the expectations here coming into this game, the Bills obviously doing what they did, but the Titans, they lost to Bills Jr. And it's one thing for you to lose to the Giants. It's another when you go ahead and collapse against the Giants and let them come back on you and win the game. So Tennessee couldn't be coming in here with a uh, with a worse reputation than they've had in recent years because they've been a decent team. Yeah, it was a really odd game. Obviously, rewatching that to prepare for this week and doing our preview show like we did on Wednesday night. Um, and we had, we had Teron Davenport from ESPN on, and, and he talked about that. I, I asked him, I said, you know, how did that game get away? 13 nothing, the better team with a good defense and a good run game. I mean, that is the perfect game script for a Mike Vrabel team. You're, those are the games you're supposed to win. When you get up early on a lesser team and have that run game and that defense, those are supposed to be the gimmies. Um, and it, it really showed some of the some of the flaws in this team that I think they've lost some of that explosion. You know, last year when you had A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, when you go for those play-action shots, you have some significant athletes who could really take the top off the defense and threaten the team. Um, and I think maybe in time, some of the rookies, Kyle Phillips and, and Traylon Burks, can become that. I think when he's fully recovered from his ACL, Robert Woods can be back to what he was. But right now, they just don't have the guys that threaten you over the top. And I think that's going to be a challenge for them. And then they lost some depth. You know, Harold Landry is a pass rusher and some of the pieces there. And you show that against, you know, a Giants team that's not that great. They let the Giants run for 253 yards. And I know Saquon Barkley is a special athlete. Um, but that's not a dominant run team. They shouldn't be running for 250 yards on anybody. Um, so now that's interesting, though, because I, I don't expect the Bills to all of a sudden go run heavy and run for 250 yards. So is that going to be something they play into to lean a little bit more in the run game? Um, because they certainly showed some chinks in the armor here. It was uh, not the kind of game that we've seen from the Titans the last couple of years. Last year, going to the number one overall seed in the AFC, it wasn't by blowing 13 nothing leads to the Giants. Yeah, and it's also a bit of another piece of how uninspiring that Titans team can be offensively if Derrick Henry's not 100%, because the playoff game against the Bengals, they sacked Joe Burrow, what was it, seven times? Was it something ridiculous that they should have won that game and then they didn't. So Tennessee could be had here if their offense is just doing what they do, which is apparently plodding along and even not getting Derrick Henry rolling uh, against the Giants of all teams, recovering from Dave Gettleman uh, controlling their roster. 
Greg, the, yeah, I'm, oh, sorry. You even saw that big hit. You even saw the big hit that the Giants linebacker had. Oh, yeah. Henry taking him off his feet. When's the last time we saw a highlight like that? Yeah, no, usually that's Henry doling out that kind of punishment, and there it was, the Uno reverse card. Uh, Greg, obviously injuries are looking like a bit of a concern when you talk about the run defense uh, in particular. Dane Jackson looks like he's going to practice today, but it doesn't look like Ed Oliver or Tim Settle are going to. What does that mean for the Bills up front? So I, obviously it's not great. You know, that's not. There's no sugarcoating there. They're making it a good thing. But I, I will say if there's a spot where the Bills can afford a one-week blip here, I mean, having guys like Brandon Bryant and, and Prince Emili and people like that on the practice squad and having – uh, you know, game day inactive fifth defensive end like Shaq Lawson last week, who he can kick into defensive tackle, and so can Carlos Basham. They're probably better suited to, you know, absorb that impact this year than they were in the past. You know, you're still going to be able to roll out Daquan Jones and Jordan Phillips as a starting defensive tackle unit, which is 670 pounds of grown man. Then you still have you know, the rotation, Brandon Bryant's a good player. Brandon Bryant is a player that I actually thought deserved to be claimed on the cutdown day because he is a roster caliber player. He just happened to be our fifth best defensive tackle. So bringing him up and then having guys like Basham, now you can make Shaq Lawson active. Gregory Rousseau can kick in uh, on plays. You're able to rotate those guys around and still probably have eight or nine defensive linemen who are all very active and, and moving. So, you know, there's no scenario where not having Ed Oliver is a good thing. Like, no one can replace his explosion and, and his capability inside. But still having Daquan Jones, still having Jordan Phillips, bringing up Brandon Bryant, rotating in Carlos Basham and making Shaq Lawson active, they can probably absorb it better than they could in years past. So there's spots, you know, obviously something happens to Josh Allen, something happens to Deion Dawkins, spots like that where they just don't have the depth behind it to be able to absorb it. Um, that would be more of a one-game blip for me where I'd be worried about the game. Um, so, you know, we still need to see it. It still is Derrick Henry. It still is the Titans' run game. Um, so I would much prefer to have all of them active, but I think it's tolerable. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, and honestly, with our goals and aspirations for the season, they need to be able to win a game without those two, and I would rather give them the extra rest to make sure they're good for the stretch run. Greg Thompson, cover one on the Wester Hotline here on Sports Talk Saturday. Greg, of course, uh, I can't be able to uh, have you on without making mention that um, the Sabres prospects are playing. So, do you do you, are you are you going to go take a peek at something like that <laughs> on your Saturday as they play at seven? So I will say <laughs> I, I'm not going to be there at seven. Um, I have been keeping up with everything. I've been reading all Matthew Fairburn's updates. I've been listening to all the updates that are coming along. I'm trying to keep myself informed on the team especially with all the exciting prospects coming up so uh, i'm working on that i'm working on the pr pronouncing the names and getting it getting them uh, as close as i can there we go finally greg i've got to get it from you uh as we we got to move quick through this uh through this first hour here um give me a prediction give me what you think is going to happen and um give me give me a statistical hot take hmm, i like it i like it so I think we're going to see a very similar game plan to last week where they're going to neutralize Jeffrey Simmons by getting the ball out of Josh's hands very quickly and running to the outside. Um, I think that we see another game where early on it's a lot of small 
um, longer drives, but controlling the ball, converting on third down, keeping themselves on schedule. I do think they get out early on this team and take control of it, and I do think this Titans team is going to struggle to keep up score-wise. So I think it might start a little bit closer and then just slowly pull away as the game goes on because I don't think they're going to be able to consistently force the Bills to punt. They probably will punt for the first time. It's probably uh, not uh, smart to, you know, prognosticate that they're going to go another game without punting, but I don't think they're going to be able to make them do it very many times, and I don't think they can convert in the red zone to be able to keep up. So I have it, Bills 34, Tennessee 16, uh, and I think that they pull away as the game goes to take control of this game. Um, And an interesting statistical one, I think we see a breakout game from Dawson Knox. I think that that was kind of an anomaly last week, and I think that he's going to be a bigger part. He did block incredibly well last week. Uh, and was still out there in route combinations. But I think I think we see a little bit more of Dawson Knox in the passing game and maybe a bigger breakout game from Knox. Greg, it's always great having you on. And, um, of course, the last thing I'm going to ask you, this one's more of the surprise, uh, give me your biggest reason why you hate the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> why I hate the Titans? I mean, it, obviously some <laughs> of it goes back to the the forward pass some of it goes back to some of those things and that it just seems like they continually win games they don't deserve and i i just it makes me crazy and i i just it's frustrating to watch a team that you don't think is actually that good continue to pull rabbits out of hats and uh, i'm ready for them to get their comeuppance and i think they're going to get some on monday night beautiful greg tell the people if they're not already following you where to find you Absolutely. You come find me uh, on Twitter at Greg Thompson. You can come find us on YouTube on our Cover One channel. Uh, always having a good time doing our preview shows on Wednesday nights and our post game show live right after every game. So uh, come and find us on YouTube at Cover One or find me on Twitter at Greg Thompson. Greg, it's always great having you. Here's to hoping the Titans get that comeuppance. Let's go. Let's go. Greg Thompson, Cover One on the West Her Hotline there. And hey, I got to love everything that the man brings. He's always got that studious take to him, even though that sometimes there's emotion into it, like this game where it's Titans hate week. And we're going to go ahead and give up a fun fact of why we hate the Titans, probably on every segment. I'm going to ask every guest, uh, what do you hate about the Titans? And that's going to be the question for you guys as well. Uh, You could tweet it at me at Derek Kramer 49. And again, or even at the station at WGR 550. What do you hate about the Titans the most? What do you got? Give it to me. I want to read some of those as well. I'd be very intrigued to see what you've got on that one. Corey, what do you got? Oh, why I hate the Titans? Biggest reason. Uh, Every game they play feels like it's gray. Like, I just, when I see a Tennessee Titans game in my head, I imagine just the bleariest fall day. It's like it should be played in black and white television, right? Where, like, the, it just feels like time is just stretching on, <laughs> but it's also running away from me on the weekend and I'm losing it. Like, So it seems interminable, but also that when it's over, I have lost all time to myself, and I ha- I'm trapped. It, I'm trapped where time is no longer relevant to its surroundings. It literally breaks the theory of relativity. So I'm trapped into space, where the Titans are like, you know what? What if we ran the ball again down the middle? It'd be great. And I'm sitting here watching <laughs> watching it on purpose. So <laughs> it just it, it feels bad. I can't even explain it. It's like experiencing another dimension. I don't have the capability of sensing it. I just know something's wrong. 
I thank you. And I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of you on that one. It's not that it's just gray. It's it's so boring. It's like it's like going out to get a like a sub or a sandwich and you just get a plain ham sandwich. Not even any mayo. It's just bread and ham. And this this, this isn't like a Sean McDermott situation where he gets vanilla just because he's cautious by nature. It's like they choose to do this. Yeah, it's not like it's your personality. It's like no, this is the right call in all calls. Is something? Why are you putting condiments on it? I didn't ask for that. <laughs> is that flavor? Is that flavor? I don't want flavor. What are you doing? Who would do that? No. Ew. It, yeah. No. That's the Tennessee Titans to me in a nutshell. And I've been saying this for years. People kind of give me a weird look when I call them the ham sandwich of the NFL, but it's true. They suck, and I hate them. Hit 0305 We'll try to squeeze calls in into a busy first hour. We just had Greg Tomset. Next segment, we're going to have Matt Beauvais of WKBW on with us. He'll be able to round off some bills, some sabers as well. That's coming up on the other side on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Corey Griswold, we're hanging out with you here on WGR. No Nate Geary, but we've got ourselves a fun little, a fun-filled day here today. As Matt Bovee joins us in a moment here, I want to squeeze in this call just because of the caption real quick, because this just sounds amazing, and I'll want Matt's answer to this one as well. Denny, I'm coming in hot with you real quick. What do you got for me? All right, toughest question around, 90s, 2000, Devils, or current Titans? Ew! <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> that is so gross. I love it. <laughs> and now we'll jump to the Western Hotline. Thanks, Denny. I love the question, by the way. Uh, and we'll get Matt Bovee's answer to that one. Matt, first off, welcome. It's been a bit since I've talked to you. Happy Titans Thanks, hate man. weekend. Thanks, guys. How are you guys? <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, hey, two uh, thousands Devils or uh, or the current Tennessee Titans? Which one's worse? Oh gosh, neither. I don't have to. <laughs> Why? Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> I would say two thousands Devils probably, but that's not necessarily a great. I don't feel super fun answering it that way. Yeah, no, like it's it's never a fun question there. I I had to get that one real quick just because of its caption. But Matt Bovey now joining us on the West Hera Hotline. Matt, of course, Bills, Titans, Monday night, a team with incredible expectations, fulfilling them, and even still playing sloppy. And on the other side, a team that lost to Bills Jr. in the New York Giants. Um, what are the expectations in this locker room? How how focused is this team looking with uh, knowing how close that they could have beat them last year? Well, I think that they're saying all of the right things, that they're not thinking about that, but it's human nature that they have to be. Like, they should have won that game last year. Josh slips, they missed some blocks, they should have won that game, and I think that they feel like they want revenge, even though this is a really new roster, really on both sides. And I think the Titans coming off the loss, if they weren't playing against the Bills, I would think they're a team that probably bounces back this week. But I think the Bills are a deeper team. I think the Bills are a better team. And I think even when you look back to that game last year, everybody remembers the big run from Derrick Henry. But A.J. Brown took over that game in the second half. The Bills had no answers to stop him, and he's not there anymore. 
So even with some questions about Dane Jackson, he did practice today, so that's a good side. But even with some questions about, like, who's going to be ready in the secondary, do their receivers really scare you that much? I mean, like, their number one target right now is a rookie, Kyle Phillips. There's Robert Woods, who's coming off of an injury. Traylon Burks, like, you should be able to handle those guys. So they're saying the right things that they don't care about last year, but I think they're still a little bit pissed off about how it ended, and I think they've got a little extra juice for this one. Matt, the other thing about this uh, with the Bills, with the injuries in in this case as well, um, depth on the defensive line. Ed Oliver looks like he's not practicing. Meanwhile, Tim Settle does have practice gear on this morning. Uh, what, What do you think has to happen here with the Bills' defensive depth uh, on the interior line to deal with a potent rushing attack like Derrick Henry? Well, I think that if you don't have either of them with Settle or Oliver, then it would be a little bit more of a concern. If you have one of them, and it looks like because Settle was practicing a little bit today, that's a good sign. I think you would probably really like to have him available just to kind of stop the run, and that was one of the big things he was brought in to do. But they do have more depth on the defensive line than they've had in years past. Like, obviously they miss a player like Harrison Phillips. He could do a little bit of everything. But I don't think Daquan Jones gets enough credit. I think there's a reason they brought him in here, and obviously he's got a ton of familiarity with the Titans and what they do well. So I think he could probably play a more expanded role. Boogie Basham is coming off of a really strong game, and I know he's more of an edge rusher, but he does have some versatility on the inside that they can kind of slide him over. So I think that they'll be okay. I don't think that they love the position that they're in if they're out two defensive tackles, but if one of those guys can play, whether it's Settle or Oliver, then I think they'll probably be able to manage. Matt, of course, um, this has just been the theme of the day for me today. I've chosen violence, and I want everybody's answer for it. Uh, what annoys you about the Tennessee Titans the most? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> my thing is them trying to do lateral plays <laughs> 20 years after Music City Miracle. Like, I was in the press box last year for the game, and when they tried that on the kickoff, the eyes in my head just rolled. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't believe they're trying. So that's probably it for me. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely it for me, actually. Matt, of course, um, you're a can-do-everything kind of guy. You cover the Bills. You cover the Sabres as well uh, with the Prospects Challenge hanging on this weekend here. Have you been able to go out there and uh, and check out some of the young guys in the Sabres locker room? No, I haven't really. I was out at development camp for a day earlier in the year, but I haven't been to Prospects Challenge. Um, I am interested to see kind of like what everybody thinks about Savoy. I also saw that Coolidge wasn't going to play, but now he's practicing and there's a chance he might play. So I guess that's a promising sign. But like for me, the Sabres have a deep prospects pool. The Sabres are going to do well in this tournament, even with only like half of their top end prospects actually participating. I'm excited about the prospects, but I'm more just kind of focusing in on training camp starting next week because the expectations this year for the team are, you know, like they're there. They could surprise a lot of people. They're going to be a team that's probably playing meaningful games in March and in April, and we haven't had that in a long time. So I am kind of optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic about the Sabres. That's the best way I would put it. Fair enough there. Uh, Matt, so I'll shift back then to the Bills here, of course, again. Even though this team did have its hiccups, in a sense, with 
you know, ball control, four turnovers. They still go ahead and rake the Rams with a 21-point win. Uh, the biggest thing when it comes to this offense now is going to be able to try to slow down uh, Isaiah Simmons. So what do you think the game plan could be for this team when it comes to dealing with another top-tier pass rusher? Same thing they did. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You got the ball out of Josh's hands fast. You ran away from Aaron Donald. He's a game changer. He's not quite Aaron Donald, but obviously he's still a really good player. So get the ball out of your hands fast. If there's a play breakdown, and that's the big thing. That's one of the reasons that Josh Allen is so special. On those times when the ball doesn't come out of his hand that fast, he can kind of manipulate himself around the field, move himself out of the pocket, and extend plays. So it's not like it's something that, oh, my gosh, you have to get the ball out of your hand in less than three seconds on every single play. But if you can consistently do that and just kind of dink and dunk your way down the field and then when the big play opens itself up, then you attack, I think that should be the game plan. And I think that's probably going to be the game plan whenever they're facing either a really elite defensive line men or a really strong defensive line unit. It seemed to work against the Rams, and I'm kind of of the belief that, like, hey, keep it, keep on keeping on. But the thing about the Bills, there's so much versatility. Like, even if that doesn't work, Josh can sit back in the pocket and pick up our defenses, or he can, you know, run all over the place. So they have a lot of different ways that they can beat teams. Matt, uh, first game for Ken Dorsey calling plays. Um, what was your take on how this Bills team looked like they didn't seem to skip a beat, and what's your impression of him as you've been able to speak with him throughout the uh, start of the year? He seems like he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. I think that a lot of – this is an important month for Ken Dorsey because he needs to kind of establish, like, what he wants to do. But I was really impressed with him being able to, like, understand that they did a lot of things really well in the past. And it's okay to go back to, like, that. It's okay to kind of play the greatest hits. That's what has made you successful. Like, that play, the first touchdown of the season at Gabe Davis, they ran that – so many times with Brian Dable as their offensive coordinator and Dorsey's sitting there as the QB coach. And he's like, wow, that play really, really works. And then like, even at practice, there's been a lot of things that they've really specifically been working on at practice that I thought translated into the game. The Isaiah McKenzie touchdown is a great example of that. It's just like a quick drop back, throw the ball as low as you can. So it's either going to be caught by the wide receiver or it's just going to be an incomplete pass. So like, I think he's putting his own little wrinkle on it. I liked kind of the movement of the offensive line and how they were trying to bump things out a little bit. But, you know, it's only one game. So really good start, but also a long way to go. Matt, I'd like a prediction for Monday night as well as your best shot at a statistical hot take for the game. Okay. Ooh, okay. My prediction for the game is Bills 31, Titans 21. I think that the Titans are going to hang around a little bit longer than they should just because that's kind of what they do. But the Bills are the better team. And then as far as my statistical hot take, I'm going to say that I think Dawson Knox, I don't know what his lines are, but Dawson Knox will be much more involved than he was week one. I think he's going to have a lot of catches. Maybe he gets into the end zone. I know after his contract extension, he didn't have, you know, the best statistical game his first game. But, yeah, I think Dawson Knox is going to have a really nice day. Getting a lot of Dawson Knox love. Both you and Greg Thompson saying the same. I like it. So, hey, maybe it's just speaking it into existence. Matt, if if they're not following you for some reason at this point, let the good people know where to find you. No, Channel 7 and on Twitter, Matt underscore Bovee. Thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, 
We've also got the podcast with Sal. It's always game day in Buffalo. So we've, all, we've always got something going on here. And that one you can actually find on our website at WGR550.com. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate your time, as always. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. All right. That's Matt Beauvais of WKBW Channel 7 here in Buffalo joining us on the West Her Hotline. I said I've got to move quick through these because we got ourselves a, a fun little third segment for this hour. And now I'm going to kill a little bit of time here. And, Corey, it's time to go back to the board. What else do you hate about the Titans? <laughs> Is something, as Frank Arcuri walks by me and he gives me a, a gesture, um, not because of the hatred of the Titans. I sure hope not. Otherwise, he's fired. Beautiful. <laughs> Corey, A little time killer music. Yes, it's perfect. I love it. So, I said in the first in the first segment, it's about them being a ham sandwich. Um, Beauvais just saying it's their ability to hang in games that they have no business hanging out in. Or the forward passes, I should say. Greg was saying that, you know, they're, they're not a good team. They hang around and they win games that they're not supposed to. Here's another one for you. Ryan Tannehill. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the joke. <laughs> I mean, that's the joke because uh, his play in the divisional game was also the joke against Cincinnati. Mans manages to throw away the game when your defense has seven sacks on Joe Burrow. I'm excited for the 10th annual uh, Ryan Tannehill breakout season that will be coming. <laughs> Eventually, it'll happen. He's an up-and-comer. you got to watch out for this guy. <laughs> Finally, it's caught up though. It felt like it feels like he's forty-five, and people have been saying like he's this is it. This is when he finally breaks through. Up until he was six thirty-six, like he was starting to bald, like he had like he was starting yeah. to get nail pattern baldness, and they were still saying he's about to have a breakout season. Right? It's like, come on, it's enough already. Yes, yeah, I, he escaped the bad man in Adam Gase. Congratulations, you got yourself a one seed that you didn't deserve, and then proved everyone right by losing to a wild card. That's team. right. He's great value, Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> I love it. I love this so much. This is going to be such a fun day. Um, by the way, I've ha- I've got some tweets from people saying why they hate the Titans. This one coming from. From Chuck, I hate the Titans because of Vrabel's cocky-looking face. He played for New England, and I hate Tannehill because so many people from Miami to Tennessee think he's great. It's not not great. Not Statistically, great. not great. Not great. This one from Justin, I hate the Titans for the forward pass and the absolute mishandling of the 2020 matchup on that COVID Tuesday. But what I absolutely hate the most is their jerseys. There's, there is. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And then this one coming from our own Josh Schmidt saying, picking backing off of Corey's point, the Titans remind me of the 2017-ish Islanders, which piggybacks off of the Denny call, which is worse, the 90s, 2000s Devils, or this Titans team. Absolutely. Disc- uh, by the way, good for hockey that everybody immediately <laughs> makes the comparison of the thing they hate the most in football to that league. Nobody calling about the NBA, I'll tell you that. No. Congrats, they, hockey. Yeah, nice job, hockey. But at the same time, like, man, can you get more boring that people are thinking you're the devils of the trap era? I'm, I really need to make a connection to Titans, something that steals my soul. what are we doing? That's something I hate. That's something that just takes everything out of me. I know hockey. <laughs> Great. All right. We got to get out of here. Why? Because 
John Price, Sports Information Traders, comes up on the other side here on Sports Talk Saturday. Welcome back in Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Corey Griswold, we're with you for the next two hours here on WGR as we get ourselves ready to wrap up the first hour in a nice little bow for you as well. So I was looking at some boring things in sports, and this isn't quite to the extreme of the Tennessee Titans. Like, they're far worse. But um, the Iowa Hawkeyes, that is... uh, that's the one thing worse offensively than the Tennessee Titans. Or at least in terms of entertainment and um, how boring they may or may not be. The following has been paid for by Sports Information Traders. And joining us now for his weekly segment with the latest on the current odds for the game and this weekend's matchup is John Price from Sports Information Traders. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? Good morning. Uh, college football, the, the wave is about to begin for today. So you got to get on the surfboard, everybody. I mean, everybody's wagering now uh, across America, and many do it for recreation. Some do it you know, just because it's a hobby, and then there are a lot of people that do it because they truly want to make money, and that's ideally while we're here. Uh, my company, Sports Information Traders, and we always tell people in September that this is really the best time to hop on board and play with us the entire year from now to the Super Bowl. And so what we're doing today for everyone in Buffalo who's listening, we're giving 40% off of the entire season from now through the Super Bowl. You can do that. Go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com, or you can give us a call, 866-441-2711. 40% off on the rest of the season from now through the Super Bowl First play is today. A lot of great games on the board today. Our eyes are on one, and that's going to be your first play today. So go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com. Call in, 40% off. You're with us through the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll be watching your bills and celebrating on that final Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, that would certainly be nice there, John. So obviously college football going on here today. Um I I have this because of the fact that I think differently and or weirdly. Um, I was I suddenly became infatuated with the fact that there's a 24 point spread with the Iowa Hawkeyes against Nevada today. Is that smart considering that the Iowa Hawkeyes don't know what offense is? Well, I, you you sound personally invested in that game. Uh, I don't know. Did you go to Iowa? I did not. No, I just was fascinated with how a team can win with two safeties and seven points. But, uh, th- and at that point, it's like watching a bad TV show. You're just fixed. You're fixed. Right. Right. <laughs> well, listen, you have to understand the, the odds makers job is to get people to bet on both sides of a line. So, uh, they felt, I would have to look at, that's not a game that's been under my microscope, but I would love when we hang up, I'm going to go look and see where that line started and where it is to see if, there was a lot of movement because that's when you know that a line is wrong. When you see a line open at four and it closes at nine, it means that the public wasn't biting and they all pushed that line to nine. So I'll go look at that game. I, but, you know, in this time of year, there's so much value across the board and there are so many games that can distract you from seeing that value. And so what we do at our company is we're focused on the games that have the highest value. And how do we do that? Well, when the lines come out on Sundays for college football, 
We also develop lines. We develop where we believe these teams should be against others for the teams that we know most about. We look for those discrepancies between what we're looking at and what Vegas has listed, and immediately we know what plays offer the highest value. When you call or go to our website today, sportsinformationtraders.com, you're going to get 40% off on the entire season from now through the Super Bowl. So imagine an investment that you want and believe in, and instead of paying the full amount, you're getting 40% off for 100% value. That's what you get today. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com. You'll be on my play today, my play on Super Bowl Sunday, and all of them in between. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com. John, obviously, here in Buffalo, a lot of hype between Bills and Titans in Monday night action. Are there uh, any prop picks for this game that you would like that would be able to be uh, given to our listeners here? Uh, I'll give you the, I'll give you a play uh, for that for that particular game. I, I think, you know, you, you look at this game, the Bills opened up at minus 7.5. It's now up to 10. So remember I told you when they get a line wrong, there's drastic line movement. There mm-hmm. you go. They're at minus 10. You know, you look at the Bills, everything impressed me in that game. They went 9 of 10 on third downs against the Rams. They averaged 7 yards a play, which is insane. I mean, 10 yards for a first down, 7 yards a play. They did everything right in that game, and I I think they're going to have a very successful game against the Titans. You know, now you look at the Titans, and they come in frustrated. They kind of hung around with a very average New York Giants team, and and loot, they lost. They couldn't get the field goal at the end, and and they're they're going to go zero and two if they can't get Derrick Henry going this week. What I would tell you is this, and there's still a few days left before the game is coming in play. But at this juncture, I think the value lies in the under. The number right now is around 48 points. I believe what happens with Tennessee is when they feel overmatched, they try to slow down the pace of play. Buffalo wants to win this game. Tennessee needs to win this game. I think defenses are going to be very, very good. And I think 48 points is too much. Now, the variables can change before Monday. I mean, we got a couple days now. But for today, here's a play to watch. The under 48 in the Bills-Tennessee Titans game. Folks, this is what I would tell you. And this, I can't emphasize this enough. When you're injured, you go to the doctor. You need an expert. When you're two-thirds, you go to the dentist. You need an expert. When you want to buy a house, you go to a realtor. You need an expert. When it comes to wagering, you don't need to do this on your own. You're not fixing your own teeth. You're not buying your own house. You need people who spend their lives looking at this stuff. We are the experts you need. We can help you out. Go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com. From today through the Super Bowl, get our entire season for 40% off. Just mention you heard me on in Buffalo right now. You'll speak to one of my analysts. We'll get you going with today's play. Let us show you. You're going to hear us in Buffalo every week. Let us show you why we're the best in the industry. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com. John, thank you for taking the time and uh, appreciate you coming on. And, hey, look forward to hearing from you more on a weekly basis here on Sports Talk Saturday. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great Saturday. Thank you, John. Once again, the number to call is 866 441 2711sportsinformationtraders.com. The preceding has been paid for by Sports Information Traders.